welcome to New Life. And if you're new here today, just a special welcome to you, and we're glad you're here. If you know New Life, this is what we're about, moving up and out in New Life in Jesus Christ. And so if you came here, it's because there's a trajectory that, that we all are striving for, and that's one, to move up, to, to connect with God in a relationship through Jesus Christ. And the corporate worship is a piece of that, moving up, and then moving out together is is relating to one another and uh, relating to our community. And that's kind of what Pastor John was talking about before. We are planning a day camp. Why? Not because we all want to do something on July 2nd to 6th that we're bored. It's because we want to move out into our neighborhood and bring them and, and invite them in to hear the good news about Jesus. And so up and out in New Life in Jesus Christ. One of the things that's always been essential at New Life uh, since its inception was that anyone can come and join that journey. It doesn't matter what your history is, what your, and, and in fact, if you're perfect, you probably came to the wrong church this morning, because we don't have any perfect people here, right? So Jesus is the one perfect person. Everyone else is a bunch of messed up people that are just getting on this journey and trying to figure life out. And that's where wisdom comes into play. We've been working through the book of Proverbs, and the book of Proverbs is a, is a book written probably to young men. And, but it's written for everyone, to applies to all of us, and it's like, hey, here, there's a path to be chosen, and if you choose the right path, there are benefits to choosing the right path. And in Proverbs chapter 2, we're going to see the, these three things that are going to come out of this passage. That there is a right path that goes to the right place that involves the right people. If you can remember three things from this morning, that, that's the key. It, it's the right path, going to the right place, with the right people. The problem with life is sometimes we get on the wrong path, we end up coming to the wrong place, and usually there we find the wrong people. And probably all of us, at one point or another in our life, can tell a story of where we stepped off the right path, we got on the wrong, going to the wrong place, and we ended up with the wrong people. And we wish we could have gone back and, and made that that choice earlier. And in Proverbs chapter 2, he's giving us the warning sign, but he's also saying that there is a right path, there is a right place, and it ends up with the right people. So if you just follow the way of wisdom, you'll discover that. And so in Proverbs chapter 2, uh, verse 1, if you have your Bible, it'll be on the screen, and uh, you can just follow along with me as Solomon writes and encourages his, these young men to, to listen and to receive these words. If you were here last week, Pastor John preached on the, the end of chapter 1 and the call of wisdom. Are we going to listen? And he's, he's taking it further. Now what happens in the Proverbs is this. He kind of keeps repeating the same things again and again and again and again and again. Why? Because it's written to men, right? Keep repeating the same things again and again and again and again and again. It's not linear. It's poetry. It's written so that you just keep circling around, circling around, circling around, circling around. He's going to introduce ideas here in chapter 2 that he's going to come back to again in chapter 5, in chapter 7, in chapter 8. He's going to, he just, why? Because we're thick-skulled and we don't get it. So he's like, I want to lay the foundation here. And then in chapter 10, he'll give all these little pithy little proverbs, kind of little one-nugget kind of truths that, that we can build our life around. But before we get there, he's like, I've got to lay the foundation. And here's the foundation, chapter 2, verse 1. Remember, the right path, the right place, with the right people. And it's not going to go in that order. He's going to bring up the different things, but you're going to see these things that as a triangle fall together as we look at chapter 2. 
He says, my child, if you receive my words and store up my commands within you. Now, that if is very important. He's, he's offering a challenge here. If you do this, and he'll keep saying if again, if, if, if. So we've got to understand, the challenge here is that you need to respond to this. You don't wake up someday and suddenly find yourself wise. The Proverbs say you have to actually step onto the right path and get moving in the right direction. If you receive my words or if you accept my words, and this is kind of the foundational to the rest of the chapter, uh, if you store up my commands within you, by making your ear attentive to wisdom, verse 2, and turning your heart to understanding. And so he, he's tying now together the, the ear and the heart. He's like, if you obey and follow and put into action the things that I'm teaching you, and then he'll continue to go on and lay out the conditions. Then we'll get to the if and then then. But he's building this, this argument here, this appeal. If you do this. Indeed, verse 3. If you call out for discernment and raise your voice for understanding. If, verse 4, you seek it like silver and search for it like hidden treasure. He's offering an invitation to his young men as they sit around him and he's teaching them, if you do this, if you see the value of, of wisdom, if you call out for it, if you, if you seek for it like, like silver, and even in this era of the ancient Near Eastern time period, and as it is in our era and, and in previous eras, when, when people find precious metals, they're willing, you know, they'll do crazy things. You know, gold fever, right? There's this sort of this drive. Why? Because of the value of the object in which you're trying to get. You can watch the shows on, on, on TV, on Discovery, on National Geographic, right? You know, Yukon Gold, right? Uh, Oak Island, you know, treasure, right? And the people will go to great extents trying to find things that they consider to be valuable he says look at wisdom in the same way search after it go after it seek it apparently i heard on the radio that um they've buried a hundred thousand dollars in calgary and in edmonton and vancouver and for 25 dollars you can sign up to look for this treasure and then you can also purchase a map and then you can purchase clues for an additional fee, and then, you know, and so on and so forth. But I'm guessing that a lot of people are going to be really, you know, trying to find this treasure over this summer in these three cities. Solomon here says, if you seek for wisdom, for discernment, for understanding, like, like that hidden treasure, but you've got to do something. Uh, treasure just doesn't show up on, on your doorstep one you got to buy the map. you got to purchase the clues. you got to go and get your GPS and then figure it out. you got to, you know, study and, and research and all these things. And it doesn't just happen to you. I've had some young men in the past few years that have, you know, are single and, and sad and single, right? And, they, you know, they're, 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 they're wanting, you know. But as I discuss with them, I, I find out that, you know, one, they don't talk to girls. You know, they, I'm like, well, that's... That's a problem. You know, you're not going to actually get a date if you don't talk. And, and two, they don't ask them out. I'm like, if you don't take a girl out for coffee, I mean, that's, uh, maybe I'm just old school, but I'm like, you know, you should probably take her out and you should pay for her. That's what gentlemen do, right? And, and um, you know, and, and, and if you don't take them out, I mean, your, your chances of actually, you know, 
you know, landing a bride someday are very limited, right? You can't, it's not just going to happen, you know, I mean, and, and sometimes with wisdom, we think that, okay, well, it's just going to happen. Someday I'm going to wake up and I'm going to be smart and wise and discerning, understanding. He's like, no, you've got to get out there and dig for it. You see a girl you like, you've got to talk to her. I don't just Facebook messenger. Like, actually have a physical conversation with her, young men. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm making this into real terms here, all right, guys? Uh, you want something to happen, you've got you to gotta go after it. He's like, if you really want this, go for it. Search for it like a treasure. And then in verse 5, here's what happens. Then, he says in verse 5, then you'll understand how to fear the Lord and you will discover the knowledge about God. And this is what Proverbs is all about. He, He lays this foundation right at the beginning of the book and he goes on. Everything else that follows is built on this foundation. The key to success in life is the right path, the right place, the right people, and, and the foundation of that is a relationship with God. The, the, the place is, is God. You want to get to Him and to know what He wants and, and to follow His ways. And that is encapsulated in that term, the fear of the Lord. It's a respect. The knowledge of God refers to this relationship that we have with God. It's entering into a personal relationship with the Creator. So we have lots of wise people in our world, uh, academics, uh, experienced people, but biblical wisdom presents a whole different side. It's the person that has a relationship with God that affects the steps and the direction of their life. You cannot be on the right path, going to the right place with the right people if you don't have a relationship with God. We're going to get there at the end of the sermon. Jesus is himself the embodiment of wisdom. We'll find that out. But he's like, if you do all these things, then this will happen. You're going you're gonna to figure out what it means to, to actually know God. You're going you're to have that destination, the right place in mind. Because he describes the destination in verse 6. He says, for the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. You're wondering why life is not working out for you. is because you've been going to the wrong places. I was listening to the radio yesterday driving my kids back and forth to things, and, and they were talking about the opioid crisis. Uh, maybe the opioid crisis doesn't affect you. It, it doesn't really affect me, but it, it's a reality out there. I'm not being ignorant of this. I, I had opioids back in November. They didn't do anything for me. <laughs> but uh, for some people, they do stuff for them, right? You know, I had a knee surgery and that, you know. That, but I understand. Like the, but it was the, the conversation went from that to, to, to a guy that they knew that was an alcoholic that had issues and finally kind of confessed it. It's very common today to sort of to tweet out your problems and everyone's like, oh, you're so courageous, you're so great, you know. And for 14 weeks, this guy kind of white-knuckled his alcoholism. I'm not going to drink, I'm not going to drink, I'm not going to drink, I'm not going to drink. His life is falling apart. Professionally, he's got issues. He's got a custody battle with his, you know, his former partner and, and all these things are, are happening. And finally, after 14 weeks, he's like, he's tweeting, yeah, I went and bought a cheap bottle of wine and Boom, you know, it fell off, and, you know, and, and the, the radio guy's like, I know this guy, and, and he's not going to go to AA because for two reasons, God and people. He's failing at life. It's not working out for him, but he's, he's not going to go to the source of wisdom, understanding, knowledge, discretion, insight. The Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth comes knowledge 
and understanding. Verse 7, it says, he stores up effective counsel for the upright. He's like a shield for those who live with integrity. That word, um, effective counsel in verse 7, it's an, it's an inner power that helps one escape a fix. It's a common sense that protects a person from stupid and dangerous mistakes. Let me share a, an example of such a, a thing. It happened locally a few years ago. This is from the Darwin Awards. I'd like to share the most spectacular case of extreme stupidity I've ever seen. I was a soldier of the Lord Strathcona's Horse, an armored regiment stationed in Calgary. We were hosting elements of the British Army at Canada's main training center in Wainwright, Alberta. I think they were the 17th, 21st Lancers. We took some of our new British friends to town to party at the Wainwright Hotel Bar. Around 1 a.m., we decided to save cab money and walk back to the base. This was a trek of about three miles because one must detour around a large, fenced pasture to reach the front gate. You know where this is going, right? That pasture holds some of the last plains bison in Canada, a herd of about 40 animals. Bison are not the friendliest ruminants on the planet. Safety signs are posted every 10 feet along the fence, and warnings read, unless you can cross this pasture in nine seconds, do not attempt it. The bison can do it in 10. <laughs> we reached the pasture and started to walk around it, but one of our drunken Brit companions decided that the warnings were fake. Real, live buffalo don't exist. Despite our protest, he opted for a shortcut. He hopped over the five-foot fence and disappeared into the dark field. We watched and waited. Seconds later, a high-pitched <laughs> and very un-British profanity was heard around the, from the pasture. And our friend came tearing back toward the fence at a speed that would have done credit to Donovan Bailey, <laughs> the fastest man in the world. <laughs> a fully mature and quite unhappy Plains Bison thundered behind him. <laughs> the only reason the young gunner survived was sheer fear-induced acceleration. <laughs> he vaulted the five-foot fence without breaking stride. <laughs> His rear foot caught on the top rail, sending him spinning into the grass on the safe side. Half a second before 2,000 pounds of extremely unfriendly hamburger smashed into the fence at full steam. The fence is constructed of extremely solid steel pipes, yet the two-foot dent made by the bison remains to this day. The animal staggered, snorted, shook his head, and rumbled off with a splitting headache. Our friend escaped with a broken ankle, a moderate concussion, dislocated shoulder, and a great deal of bleeding from his uncontrolled landing. Had he not cleared the fence, he would have been pile-driven to smithereens by the huge bull. Fear had drained the alcohol from our systems, but we were still laughing too hard to be sympathetic as we gave him first aid and summoned help. <laughs> if you're looking for the dent, it's on the town side of the paddock, about halfway up. Last I heard, it was still there. <laughs> Effective counsel. A common sense that protects a person from stupid and dangerous mistakes. <laughs> it's found from God's wisdom. He's like a shield for those who live with integrity. And here in verse 8 is, is where we see the idea of the path coming. To guard, verse 8, the paths of the righteous and to protect the way of his pious ones. As we get on to the, the path of wisdom, we find this protection and this, this guardianship of our, of our lives. 
verse 9, it says, Then you will understand righteousness and justice and equity. Every good way. He's like, you know, God guards us and he, and he leads us on here. And as you get on the path, you, you understand righteousness, justice, equity, every good way. There is a good way to live and there's a, there's a bad way to live. And he's like, if you get on God's way, the, the wise way, the way that comes in a relationship with him, you, you find the, the right path. That protection in verse 8 is, is refers to the, the pious ones. These are people that take the covenant of God seriously. That, that they understand the relationship with God affects the way they live. The right path, the right place, the right people. It says in verse 10, For wisdom will enter your heart, and moral knowledge will be attractive to you. Discretion will protect you. Understanding will guard you to deliver you from the way of the wicked, from those speaking perversity. And then he goes on. And, but, but he basically the, 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 the picture changes. We're talking about the right way, the right place. But now, instead of talking about the right people, he's talking about the wrong people and the wrong path and the wrong place. He has to identify. He says, you, you have to understand the hazards in this journey. And, and let me introduce to you, you to two of the hazards that, that come up and that will come up again and again and again in the book of Proverbs. The, the first of these hazards is, is these people called the wicked. These are people that have no respect for God. They are perverse in their speech, uh, corrupt. They are impious people who are greedy, violent, threaten innocent life, practice deceit and cruelty, and speak perversely. They'll, they'll come up again and again in, in the book of Proverbs. He's like, if you get on the right path, going to the right place with the right people, you, you will be protected from this path. Verse 13, it describes where they're going. They leave the upright paths to walk on dark ways. These are people that grew up, see if we were to put this in modern terms, these are people that grew up in the church, that went to kids ministry, that attended day camp, summer camp, youth group. They, they maybe memorized verses even in Juana's and, and then had a, a whole you know, storehouse of, of knowledge about God but didn't know God. And then as you get to, to making their own moral decisions in life, they decide, no, we're going to do our own thing. And they leave that and they walk in this dark, shrouded path, this mysterious way away from God. It's the most dangerous. It's, it, it's more dangerous to run into one of these than to just some reprobate that's never gone to church, some you know, heathen. I mean, if someone is, has no understanding of God, that's one thing. But the person that has enough understanding to be, to be dangerous, this is who we're talking about here. The apostate. The backslider. I mean, no one is outside of God's grace, but it's the people that know enough to twist and to drag people into the darkness with them. And he says, watch out for these people. If you follow God's path, you're not going to get on the path with these people, the wrong people. It says in verse 14, they delight in deal, doing evil. They, they rejoice in perverse evil. I mean, we live in a, in a day and age where, where things have just gotten worse and worse. I mean, it's always been like this. It's not worse today than it was 1,000 years ago, 2,000 years ago. It just comes out differently. Uh, my, my son was asking me yesterday, uh, you know, like, you know, did people look at pornography when you were a kid? I'm like, yeah. I said, but, you know, we didn't have the internet. Uh, maybe magazines floated around. I mean, if you got a, a movie that was very rare and, you know, you had to go to some dark corner of some, you know, street to, to buy one of those things. I mean, people just didn't do it because it was, it was very shameful 
to be a part of that. Well, now it's, it's celebrated. I'm, I mean, the, major, major, the leader of one of the largest countries in our world can have a liaison with, with a pornographic star and still remain in office. This wouldn't have happened 50 years ago. They celebrate perversity. They delight in doing evil. They take advantage of people. They're greedy. They don't care. It says in verse 15, whose paths are morally crooked and who are devious in their ways. I mean, they're crooked. They're corrupt. They're devious. I mean, this is not the right path. This is not going to the right place. This is the wrong people. He's like, if you follow the way of wisdom, you'll be protected from this. We're going to come back to these guys later, but he's just introducing them. Here, here they are. They're out there. They're all around you. Be aware of them. And then he introduces us in verses 16 to 19 to this, to this woman, the, the strange woman, the, the foreign woman, the woman who, who will come up again and again. And again, I think because it's written to men, this warning keeps coming up in the book of Proverbs. There are women out there that will take you off the right path and going to the right place, and is, she is the wrong person. He describes her there. To deliver you from the adulteress or the foreign woman, from the sexually loose woman who speaks flattering words, who leaves the husband from her younger days and forgets her marriage covenant made before God. For her house sinks down to death and her paths lead to the place of the departed spirits. None who go into her will return, nor will they reach the paths of life. You see that? The right path, the right place, the right people. But if you choose to consort and attend and participate with the adulterous women, understand where her path goes. Into this sort of nether world, the darkness of, of death and the afterlife. I mean, this is a path you don't want to take. Again, all you have to do is log on and say, I'm looking for a liaison, and there are people that will put their stuff on the internet, and you can meet up and, and do this, apparently. I've never done it. I've never participated in this, but obviously reading the news, there's this website called Ashley Madison that a lot of people did, and they leaked the information, and suddenly all these people were found out. And it destroyed lives, and, and it does destroy lives. That's what happens here. She has no regard for the covenant that she made before God with her husband. Now, we're, he's picking on a woman because this is written to young men, but this could go either way. The man who's just looking to have sexual escapades with other women. I mean, be, be aware of him, too. I mean, it's, it could go either way, but it's people that have no regard for God's holy covenant of marriage. That is the wrong path. And in the end, if you choose that path, you don't discover the paths of life. If you just say, I, I don't care what God says about that. I'm going to do it. I need it. I want it. It's, it's, it. it feels good. Of course, at the time it probably does, but later on you will pay a dear price for that decision. Choose the right path. Going to the right place with the right people. That kind of activity is reserved for the wife or husband that you covenanted with before God to be in relationship forever till death do you part. And together you can have a, a dynamic marriage if you have gone on the right path and you're going to the right place with the right person, the wife or husband of your youth. There it is.
In verse 20 he says, so you'll walk in the way of good people and you'll keep on the paths of the righteous. The right paths. It'll, it'll keep you from the, the wicked and the perverse and from the, 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 the foreign, strange woman, sexually loose woman. You'll get on the right path the, of good people. says in verse 21, the upright will reside in the land. Those with integrity, integrity will remain in it. But the wicked will be removed from the land, and the treacherous will be torn away from it. And he's like, they're talking about the stability. I mean, who doesn't want a secure, stable life? We all do. Who doesn't, you know, who says, yeah, I'd like a, a life full of adversity, problems, difficulties, pains, torture. No, no, we, 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 all of us aspire to this, the right place. And it starts with getting on the right path, making sure you're headed to the right place, and making sure you're with the right people. Now, Jesus was a friend of sinners. Understand that. But that doesn't mean that Jesus sinned with the sinners. When the sinners joined with Jesus, they, they celebrated the party his way, not their way. We, we need to love everyone in Lloydminster and, and reach out and care and, and share the love of Jesus. But there's a point where we're consorting with our friends and peers can draw us away from the right place and the right path. We have to be the influence in that relationship, not the other way around. But that's why we come to church. Because hopefully in this room is the right people. And as we gather together, we, we remind each other that, that what we believe in is true and, and right and, and noble and good and that even though life is tough and the decisions we make sometimes affect our, our future and our present, but we're doing the right things in the right ways, heading in the right direction with the right people. And we're like, God is going to work this out for his glory. And he always does. Not always in our timetable in the way we think it should be done, but he always does. Maybe you heard a couple weeks ago, Pastor John preached on Joseph. I mean, that's his story. He chose the right path, the right place, the right people, but it didn't always work out. But in the end, it worked out. And in the end, it always works out for God's people. I don't know about you, but when, when I do the right thing, when I do God's way, even when I don't feel like doing it God's way, it does tend to work out for me. And I can't take credit for it because it's not like, I naturally always want to do the right thing, but when I read God's word and see something that I'm not doing that I should be or something that I'm doing that I need to stop doing and, and I readjust my life, it always ends up better for me. And that is the path of wisdom. Choosing to do, to go on the right path, heading to the right place with the right people. And that's why we come to the communion table here. And as that song we sang earlier, Jesus says, I am the way, the path. I am the truth, the place. I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. John 14, 6, right? I mean, the destination, the Father, eternal life, the fear of God, knowledge of God. Jesus is the embodiment of wisdom. 1 Corinthians 1, it says, he is the reason you have a relationship with Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. So that is written, let the one who boasts, boasts in the Lord. He, he is the wisdom from God right here. The book of Proverbs points right to the cross, to Jesus Christ, the way, the truth, the life. 
we're walking this journey together, the right people, because we're following the right person, Jesus Christ. You take Jesus out of the equation and you're just wandering in the dark. You could fall off the path any second if you don't have Jesus. But when you have Jesus, you have a, a clear guide that leads us through life and joins us together so that we are walking together the right path, going in the right to the right place with the right people, each other focused on Jesus Christ. If you know Jesus Christ as your Savior, I'm, I'm inviting you to join us. If you don't, today maybe is the morning that you receive Jesus Christ as your Savior. Where you surrender your life to, to Him and say, I believe you're the Son of God who died for me, rose again, and I, I, I just accept that. And, and I want to get on the right path. I want to get going to the right place, and I want to join in with the right people because this is the wise life that I want to live. And for those of us that know Jesus, communion is the time where we just recalibrate. We reassess. Because the reality is, every day you, you take a step. You move somewhere. And in the text here, one of the words for, for way describes like a, a wagon wheel track. It's a rutted road that you, you get in and you follow. And some of you have, have you know, driven on those kind of paths where you're going fishing or whatever. And sometimes you get the tires in those ruts and you can't get them out. You just kind of keep going on the ruts. But the good thing is like, that when your ruts are going in the right way, it's fine. You just kind of let the thing go, you know, put it in D and go, you know. And you, know, you can just text while you drive. It doesn't matter. You're going to stay in the ruts, right? I mean, Jesus... If there's a rut you want to get into, it's the rut following Jesus. The way. But sometimes we pull ourselves out of that rut and we try to create our own path. Or we follow someone else's path. And we find ourselves getting into trouble and, and life's not working out and we're disappointed and we're discouraged and, and we're depressed and we're anxious about life and it's because we've kind of lost sight of our destination. And so we're, we come to the communion table to get our hearts and our minds and our ears and our eyes back on the center of what life is all about. Living for the glory of God, for relationship with Jesus Christ. And so that's what we want to do this morning. If you're not a believer, you're a seeker, you're just checking things out here, just, just pass the plate by. It's no problem, no big deal. Like This is just this is kind of a family thing for those that have expressed faith in Jesus Christ. For those who know today that their sins are forgiven, that they're accepted because of what Christ did on their behalf. Who are choosing the, the wise path. And that means leaving the path of whatever you're on and they're moving up and out in new life in Jesus Christ. That's what we're doing here this morning. And someone invite the, uh, the brothers up, the elders, if they would come and we're going to distribute both elements together. There is a special one here that is uh, gluten-free. If that's, if that's you, if you just um, give us an indication, I'll, I'll walk around with that. If, that, if, that, if you need that one particular, I, I, can, I can bring that one to you. Uh, otherwise, it's just the regular bread and the cup of juice. Just hold on until everyone's received and we'll partake of the, of the cup and the bread together after everyone's been served. And so, so uh, elders, if you could come forward and we're going to just distribute the elements while Pastor John leads us in, in song and uh, just prepare our hearts and remind us what wisdom is all about so the brothers could come and uh, we'll distribute these now. Mm -hmm.